You're listening to Pombo and Peter's Picks, the home of your favorite sports betting podcast, presented by The Daily Goat. Hello and welcome to another episode of Pombo and Peter's Picks. I'm Jason Pombo with Peter Alves as always. How are we doing today, Peter? How are we doing? Great week. Not a good week for betting. Lost every single one of my parlays, but it's all right. But Peter, you know what this week is, right? What is it? It is the the Brady returns home this week. Oh, I didn't hear about that. They're playing this week. Yeah. I don't know if you, you heard, if you didn't see the ad, maybe there was uh, on NBC. Oh, the Adele ad. No, I don't know. Yeah. The Adele ad. Yeah. No, you don't like Adele. No, that, that, uh, no, that commercial in all seriousness. I'll pull some heartstrings. It's actually really sad. It was right after the Sunday night football game. I was like, really? They're already doing this. Oh yeah. And that's going to be the theme for this entire week. And it already has been to this point. Oh, yeah. Boston media is having a field day. I feel like every media is. I was just reading before we started that Sunday night countdown. Uh, or, or, not Sunday night countdown. It's um. yeah, the ESPN thing. ESPN in the mornings, whatever it is, 10 to 1. Uh, they're going to be at Gillette. So even they're doing like a college game day kind of thing. Yeah. So, it's going to be it's going to be like NFL playoff vibes. I'm telling you, it reminds me of the Super Bowl. Yeah to be honest with you, like that's just the way this game has taken shape in the first four games. There's been shots from the Tom Brady camp. Uh, his father uh, went on a podcast, a uh, Tom Curran, the Patriots podcast, throwing some shots at Belichick, uh, Alex Carrero, Tom Brady's best friend and personal trainer. Shout out. We met Alex one time. Remember that? <laughs> it's true. We did meet Alex. Making fun um, of his water. And then he's like, what's up, Alex? I was like, <laughs> It's true. We met Alex Guerrero at Patriot Place once. But besides, Your water point, doesn't cure cancer. Oh, oh crap! Hi, Mr. Guerrero. We do have his uh, TV twelve. We're big fans, but nonetheless, he was on. Uh, he did an interview with Karen Garigian of the Boston Herald, and he mentioned that Bill Belichick didn't really evolve with his development of Tom Brady in terms of treating him like he was twenty when he was forty. So he kind of crapped on Belichick for that. Whether When it comes to Bill Belichick and the Patriots side of things, they've been nothing but sunshine and roses towards Brady in his camp. Bill Belichick and his staff, including Josh McDaniels, Steve Belichick, Gerard Mayo, have left glowing reviews of Tom Brady and his era said on Wednesday that he wants to play. To, he thinks he can play to 50 now. Yeah, absolutely. And he said on Wednesday that he also uh, said Tom was critical for him over the last 20 years and as good as it gets. Uh, Karen Garigian asked Belichick a question about like, hey, do you think game planning for Tom Brady is hard? And he kind of like gave her like the weirdest look in the in the world and was like, like basically like paraphrasing here, there is nobody better than Tom Brady and there has nobody ever been better than Tom Brady. So it's two different perspectives. But Peter, we'll get into the Brady Bucks game little way through. So continue to listen for our Brady versus Belichick. Uh, we're going to talk about that later on. So be sure to keep on listening. But Peter, goat let's versus the goat. That's Edelman on the je11.com. Check that out. But Peter, let's talk about your betting this past week, right? You've you said last week to start the show or to end the show might have been both that you said you'd go five and oh, you said this would be your best week. You felt real confident about your picks. So tell us how that Oh, listen, you know, fade me all day. One and four, only one on the Dolphins plus four. It's all right. Overtime game. Lost Ravens minus nine. Ravens almost lost to the Lions. Sorry, Noah. Justin Tucker. It should have been a delay game, to be honest to you, but yep. it's fine. But uh, won that Survivor game. Helpful for that. Eagles plus three and a half. Didn't even show up. I think the Cowboys' defense is legit. Seahawks minus two. Uh, Russell Wilson doing it again. Can't score in the second half. And the Patriots minus three. Mac Jones didn't even show up. I disagree with your Mac Jones take. That's, that's I fine. Really I mean, do... O-line didn't show up. but Yeah, O-line didn't show up. O-line and the defense couldn't get off the field in the fourth quarter. But besides the point, uh, I went three and two. Uh, my wins, I had the Packers plus three over the 49ers. I felt good about going into that game, and Aaron Rodgers delivered. Uh, ended up with a game-winning field goal by Packers kicker Mason Crosby. But even if the 
kick wasn't good, but I still covered. Uh, I had the Titans minus five as my premium. And that hit. Uh, the Titans rolled over the Indianapolis Colts. I was bragging on you the whole time. I was getting scared when AJ Brown got hurt and Julio Jones got hurt, but yeah, exactly. I, Colts always being the Colts. Colts zero and three. And I also had over fifty five and a half for the Rams Bucks. Uh, that game hit the over. Figured two high flying offenses would deliver. The Rams offense showed up completely. The Bucks, on the other hand, did not play as well, but they still put up the necessary points. So over 55 and a half. My losses were first being the Washington football team plus seven and a half over the Buffalo Bills. I got clowned for that one by numerous people, but hey, uh, I've said it for a while that I'm not completely sold on the Buffalo Bills. But one thing I will say, I'm totally out on the Washington football team defense. Jesus Christ. Oh, yeah. They can't even stop anybody. They can't, can't stop no passer, can't Nothing. Woods can't do anything. Ron so Rivera, I, you should be ashamed of your defense. Look, the Bills, they've showed up since that week one defeat. Uh, I still want to see a couple more games before I crown them as uh, the second coming here, like everybody else's. And then my other loss was the Patriots minus two and a half. Kind of bullied you into highlighted. I bullied yeah. you into that. Peter Loki did bully me to that one. I felt like the Patriots win the game. Didn't love it, but said, screw it. I don't give in a peer pressure, guys. This is why you shouldn't do it. But overall, I went three and two. So it's a solid week. I went one and zero in the premium. So I'll take that, Peter. I will take that I'm above five hundred for the first time all NFL season. I think week one I went two and three or one. I think one and four, then two and three. Hey, graduate this week. Yeah, four and one. That's what I'm saying, Peter. Good vibes only. So if that that continues, hey, look, I'll finish the year five and zero. It's true. Math. Good to see. Good to see. All right, Peter. So we got a lot to cover on today's show. We got a lot. But first, let's break down the Rams Bucks game. It's probably the most anticipated game of the week. So it was the Fox game of the week. Uh, many called the Rams and the Bucks the two favorites to come out of the NFC. And I completely agree with that. But in this matchup, the Rams ended up winning 34 to 24. Matthew Stafford was awesome. He was 27 of 38 for 343 yards and four touchdowns. He had a QBR of 89.5. He was really good. And the connection that Stafford has with Cooper Cup, it's been awesome. He had nine catches for 96 yards and two touchdowns. And Deshaun, jo- Deshaun Jackson got in the action. Three catches for 120 yards and a touchdown. The other side of things, Tom Brady, he didn't have his best game, but I think defensively, the Bucs, they just didn't really show up. Uh, so Tom Brady was 41 to 55, 432 yards and a touchdown, but he was sacked three times. The offensive line didn't do him any favors, and the Bucs really struggled to run the ball. They only had 35 rushing yards. You know who the Bucs' leading rusher was, Peter? Tom Brady. Yes, it was. Tom Brady led the Bucs in rushing. Three carries for 14 yards and a touchdown. Ronald Jones had five carries, 11 yards. Fournette, four carries, eight yards. So that Bucks run game has not been good this year, and that continued in this matchup. So other than the quarterback, I think the Bucs really struggled. Offensive line, bad. Uh, defense, bad. They had some drops. And the running game was non-existent. So the Rams won. And I think many people are now starting to realize how good this Rams team can be. That's true. I mean, the Rams, I think they're the Super Bowl favorite in the NFC. I think the Bucs are becoming a little too injured for my liking. Scotty Miller, IR, Antonio Brown, COVID, Gronk's banged up. I think Tom Brady is a little banged up, to be honest with you, too. And then the O-line's banged up. The defense, they got to bring in Richard Sherman, which isn't good to see. I mean, Tom Brady personally asked him. But, no, I, I think the Bucks are fine, but I think they're getting a little too injured. And they're gonna that's going to cost them in a few weeks, I think, and the, down the stretch if they can't get healthy. Yeah, I agree. I think the Ram- I picked the Rams to win the Super Bowl before the season started. Uh, I thought Sean McVay would be perfect with Matthew Stafford, and that has translated – Perfectly. I think hey, to this MVP point pick is uh, coming yeah. along. I got mocked for that too, Peter. Surprisingly, people were like Stafford. Please. Oh, really? Like, well, that team is really, really good. Well, like I looked at it and I was like, I've watched Stafford for a decade. He's not the problem in Detroit. Anyone that watches Lions games understands he's not the issue. It's his surrounding cast. It's the defense. It's the coaching, the front office. That's the issue. And that was the issue in Detroit. Stafford was never the issue. Now he's in an offense that is tailor-made for him. He has a plethora of skill position players in Robert Woods, Cooper Cup, Tyler Higby at tight end. Uh, before Cam Akers got hurt, uh, I mean, the running game's been fine so far. Sony Michelle and Henderson. Uh, granted, Henderson's hurt, but they played okay. 
and they've been good. The offensive line is one of the best in the NFL. This that Rams team speaks for itself. The defense speaks. Although for Ramsey, exactly. I don't, I don't think Ramsey played well in week three. No, he didn't. I, I, I agree with that. Mike Evans, I think, who he was on for a lot of the game, he had eight catches for 106 yards. He usually shuts down Mike Evans. Like the Rams didn't really need him to shut down anyone. They won. They put up 34 points, and they're going to be a force to be reckoned with this entire season. Yeah, they got to keep pace with the Cardinals, though. And that that's division, they play that this division's week. crazy. Exactly. San Francisco, granted, they lost. They're two and one. Seattle, who are one and two, but I still think they're a good football team. And nonetheless, I know you don't. But I, I, either all the four teams, I could see them making the playoffs. Yeah, for four, sure. Which is something you don't necessarily see every day. All right, Peter, let's transition now to the Chiefs and Chargers. So for the last couple of years, uh, the Chargers have had the Chiefs numbers. So Justin Herbert, he played well against the Chiefs last year, and he played well against them this year. So the Chargers ended up defeating the Chiefs 30-24 to behind a great performance by Justin Herbert. He was 26 of 38 for 281 yards and four touchdowns. He had a QBR of 75.7. The Chiefs defense had no answer for him, and he was at will firing darts, putting up 30 points, uh, 16 points in the fourth quarter, propelling them to a win, which is huge. The Chargers are now 2-1. and one. And the Chiefs, they fell to one and two. It's the first time they're under 500 since 2015, believe it or not. Mahomes didn't have his best game. 27 of 44, 260 yards, three touchdowns, and two interceptions. He was also sacked twice. So the, char- so the Chiefs had four turnovers, Peter. Not a good game for them. Uh, Tyreek Hill was mostly kept in check again for the second consecutive week. He had only five catches for 56 yards. So the Chiefs lost back-to-back games. They lose this week against the divisional foe in the Chargers, and they lose last week against Lamar Jackson and the Ravens. So I know after week one, you were a little down about the Chiefs. Uh, you said that maybe they're not as good as people think they were. Do you still feel like that after they've, lose, they've lost two consecutive games here? Listen, they're the AFC West. It's really crazy. Uh, they're fourth place. Team looking in. I mean, they should be 0-3. The Browns should have won week one. I, I think that defense is going to make them real problem for the Chiefs. I, I really do. And Patrick Mahomes, I, I think he's getting too cocky. I mean, those two interceptions are two no-look passes. I know one of them should have been caught by Travis Kelsey, but still, I, I, I don't know. I think that team's low-key a mess. I think that defense isn't going to help them, and Patrick Mahomes is going to have to bail him out. And if the, if the I, I don't believe in the Broncos because they haven't faced anybody. They're 3-0, and and the Raiders are 3-0. and And then, obviously, the Chargers are 2-1. I, I think they're going to have to do an ups, up, an upskill and an uphill battle going on. And I, I think they're pretty toast, to be honest with you. So, I, I still think they're going to end up winning the AFC West. I know it looks bleak now. I think, the lot- Char- I think the Chargers got it in the bag. You really? Yeah, I think that I, I that win's gonna cost them the tiebreakers or something. And yeah, I just feel sometimes we talked about it before we started the podcast. Sometimes the Chiefs, I don't want to say walk through the regular season, but sometimes they don't really turn it on until they necessarily have to. When you've had the amount of success that the Chiefs have had over the last two to three seasons, it makes sense. But now they need to turn it on for sure. The defense has not looked good. It's been a it's been a disappointment. Straight up, it's been a disappointment. The secondary has been an absolute mess. And I think offensively, the offensive line, I would call it underwhelming to this point. They have a whole new cast of characters in that offensive line, and they haven't necessarily gelled together yet. And Mahomes has made some uncharacteristic mistakes, which is something you don't necessarily see every day from him. Mahomes is somebody that has showed over the last two years that he is arguably the best quarterback in the game. And through four games, I'm sorry, through three games, he's turned the ball over. Uh, He's failed to deliver in the fourth quarter and he's taken some crucial sacks here and they sit here one and two and they're in a position in which, like you just highlighted the chargers, they're up and coming. If they're, if they're not here already at two and one, the Raiders are three and oh, Uh, John Gruden has Derek Carr playing really well. And that Raiders team is better than a lot of people anticipated. And then you look at the Broncos. I think their defense is really good and the team overall in Denver is good. Uh, Now, say what you want. They haven't played anyone. That's an absolute fair point. But Denver, they're not going to be an easy out. Like, I still think they're going to give the Chiefs trouble. Yeah, I I do too. I think the Chiefs should be uneasy. Andy Reid was checked into the hospital on Monday, but he reportedly was checked out and everything was okay. So things aren't necessarily 
looking great for the Chiefs. I know they just signed Josh Gordon to their practice squad. That's a joke, too. If you got to get Josh Gordon, I know that, like, I, I don't even know why they need Josh Gordon. I think Josh Gordon is just looking for a ring. That, uh, that's, I see why Josh Gordon's there. But from the Chiefs' perspective, other than Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill in some points and a little bit of McCole Hardman, they've kind of been a little slow from the other positional guys like Pringle. I know Clyde Edwards-Hilaire just had a 100-yard rushing game this past week. But for the other two games, he's been meh. So I think the Chiefs are trying to fight fire with fire. But I don't think the issue is their offense. I think the issue is with their defense. I think they should have been in on somebody like Richard Sherman, who just signed with the Tampa Bay Bucks yesterday. That would have been a much better fit than signing somebody like Josh Gordon. Now, the trade deadline hasn't passed yet. There's still a long way to go on that front. So I could see them adding a Maybe they could pick up Jamie Collins. Yeah, I don't believe that's going to be the... No, I, don't I, think that's I mean, the solution, they need secondary but, help bad. But yeah, I, I mean, one piece I, I agree. I, I think Collins would be someone that could help in the middle of the defense, generate some pass rush, stop the run. I understand that completely. But I think when it comes to Collins, Field Yates of ESPN was reporting that he has uh, wanted to look at his options through, quote-unquote, I believe it was familiarity and fit. So uh, to me, that reads the Giants or the Patriots. But we'll see how that all shakes out anyway. All right, Peter, let's move on to the next game of the week. Well, Chief, Chiefs, oh, one, one more thing. It's a must-win yep. versus the Eagles, I think. Yeah, absolutely. The Chargers and Raiders face Monday Night Football. One of them is going to be 4-0. One of them is going to be 3-1. and one. And then uh, Chiefs face the Bills next week. Yep, so it's a big game for them this week against the Eagles. The Eagles are reeling. Uh, they've lost. They lost last Monday night pretty convincingly against the Cowboys. So they're in a good spot, Kansas City is, in terms of getting back to where they need to be. If they All lose, jeez. Right. Oh, if they lose to Jalen Hurts and Nick Sariani and those beat Dallas t-shirts. Sound the alarms. Uh, yeah, sound the alarms. I'm out on the Chiefs if that's the case. All right. The Packers defeated the 49ers this week, 30 to 28 on Sunday night football. It's probably one of the game went right down to the wire. Uh, the game, like I talked about to start up the show, ended in a Mason Crosby game winning field goal. Aaron Rodgers was really good in this game. 23 of 33, 261 yards and two touchdowns, QBR of 78. Devontae Adams, wow. Uh, a lot of people have crapped on Devontae Adams. The last How are you not years. concussed? How are you not checked? <laughs> that too. But Devontae Adams is the best receiver in football right now, hands down. 12 receptions, 132 yards and a touchdown. He was targeted 18 times. So to put this into perspective, Aaron Rodgers attempted 34 passes. Devontae Adams was targeted 18 of those. So that's, that's crazy. This Upset. is the usual for the Packers. It's the Aaron Jones, Devontae Adams show. Yeah, and Jones, he had another good game. 19 carries, 82 yards, and a touchdown. Uh, for the 49ers, uh, they couldn't get that stop defensively. I know a lot of people think Kyle Juszczyk should have went down at the half-yard line instead of giving Aaron Rodgers the ball back. I understand that. Uh, oh, mindset. I totally agree. When there was 34 yeah. seconds left, I was like, There's, you lost. Yeah, I understand that, but that's tough for Juszczyk to just completely stop his fullback body to go down at the half-yard line. Like, I think it's easier said than done, but in the moment, it's a little bit difficult. So the 49ers, they fell. Uh, another uh, two and one. Garoppolo, uh, he was inconsistent. I would best describe it. I he was Garoppolo 25 of 40. Seat. Yeah, but I don't think the 49ers' issues are because of Garoppolo. I don't know. I, I think that offense looks slow, and they, they need to be rejuvenated. I know they don't have any running backs. Like, yeah, I, I think I think that's a lot to attest to. You know, the 49ers, when they've had success with Garoppolo, a lot of it has been through the offensive line in the run game, and a lot of that has failed Garoppolo. Garoppolo was sacked four times uh, this past week, and the run game, their leading rusher was Trey Sermon, 10 carries, 31 yards. Uh, Kyle, Kyle Juszczyk had 14 yards. Well, they're the only two left. Elijah you know Mitchell I mean? off with the shoulder, and then obviously yeah. all the rest. But I mean, so I, I, I mean, yeah. when they put in Trey Lance on that fourth and goal, obviously everybody and their mom knew that they're running the ball with Trey Lance. But I mean, I don't, I don't know. I, I think that Trey Lance will bring him a spark. Maybe he's I not just, ready. I don't know. Yeah, I don't think he's ready. I really don't. I, I know. I was listening to Mike Lombardi's podcast, the GM Shuffle, and they and he was talking, uh, and he was just like. Look, like I think in San Fran they see his potential, but to this point, I just just can't see him ready. Like he he's just not there yet. Now, will he be by week ten? Maybe week twelve? Who knows? But I don't think the 49ers' struggles offensively have been because of Garoppolo. Has he lit the world on fire? No, but I think a lot of it can be attested to uh, the offensive line and the run game. Uh, 
that's just what I personally think. Uh, George Kittle, he hasn't really burst onto the scene as he has in previous years. I know we had a pretty good game this week, seven catches for 92 yards. But Brandon Ayuk, who a lot of people thought would really be a catalyst for this 49ers team, has really taken a step back. The playing time hasn't really been there. And uh, he's cost some uh, fancy owners a lot of uh, a lot of pain. A lot of money. And a lot of money. Do you have Brandon Ayuk? No, I do not. I don't have any 49ers except uh, Elijah Mitchell. Ah. Yeah, I, I have Kittle in one league. And Kittle, I mean, until this past week, he was kind of meh. But we'll see with the 49ers. They get a big week this week against the Seattle Seahawks. Divisional game. Those games always come down to the end. Uh, do you remember in 2019, I believe it was, uh, that Seattle-San Fran game on week 17 to decide yeah, the division the and division. the wild card? Yep. yep. And I think the, it was decided on, like, a play at the goal line. Yep. Like, those like those two teams, they really they really fight. Uh, Kyle Shanahan and Pete Carroll are going to have their teams going hard. And tell you what, uh, when you look at those games, they I don't want to call them a coin flip game, but they are, they're going to come down to the Again, wire. Again, that's I'd why the shot, NFC yeah. West is the best division in football and Absolutely. probably always will be. Like, I'm not going to, I'm not going to tip my picks until the end of the show, but I'd be shocked if that game was decided by uh, more than a touchdown. Yeah. I, I really would be. And I wish I'm a little disappointed. Well, I shouldn't say I'm disappointed, but obviously the Sunday night football game should be Brady uh, take on Belichick, but. I wish the Seattle. San well, you see, insane the time. four o'clock games that are all great. Yeah, they're all great. Ravens, the uh, Broncos, um, Seattle, San Fran, of course, yeah. Rams, Cardinals. So there's, there's there's some good ones. I just wish that Seattle San Fran game was the Monday night game of the week or something like that. That's small little. Uh, well, that, I think they just wanted to pick SoFi again. Yeah, probably. For home opener. I think. So. Uh, no, I don't think it's. A, Oh, it's the, not the Chargers home. Opener. It might be the char. It might be the char. I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, I think you're right. That, that sounds right. I think that's why they did that. Yeah, that makes sense then. All right, Peter. Let's get in a couple other NFL topics before we start getting into the Brady versus Belichick uh, matchup. So, Justin Fields finally got an opportunity um, to quarterback the Chicago Bears, and it didn't go as planned for him or the Bears. And my one takeaway is uh, Matt Nagy should not be the coach of the Chicago Bears today. No, he should have been fired right after they uh, revealed that game plan. He should have been fired before the season. Like, I don't think he should have been back this year, him and uh, the general manager, Ryan Pace. But that's what they decided to go with. And it's clear that, well, i tell you what, Peter, I don't want to toot my own horn here, toot my own horn here, but I talked about it in the summer, how that Bears offensive line is wretched. And I said, playing Justin Fields is not going to go well, like, Play Andy Dalton. Like I tweeted it, like I said, play Andy Dalton. Despite the preseason and all the heroics there, the offensive line is awful. In fields, 6 of 20, 68 yards, sacked for a whopping nine times. Would you like to guess his QBR on a scale of 1 through 100? Probably zero. Ooh, a little higher. No, uh, 19. Ooh, lower. Uh, nine. Oh, lower, six. Uh, 6.0. Solid 6.0. I know people that have 6.0 GPA. Never mind a QBR. But Fields, not a good game, but you can't obviously pin a lot of the blame on him. Uh, the, the game plan was wretched. Uh, he did not have the necessarily tools to succeed. He shouldn't have been out there for the beginning. He's not ready, A. And B, uh, he wasn't set up for success. Setting up a rookie quarterback for failure is something that you should not do. And Matt Nagy knows that. Nick Foles should have got the start. Now, a lot of people in Chicago would have been pissed. And they would have said, "Give the, let the kid play, yada, yada, yada. But no, don't let the kid play and get his get hurt or end up hurting his confidence, which would ultimately hurt the team down the line, which the Bears just put Justin Fields at risk to be. Now, Matt Nagy did not list a starter for week four. Uh, he said that that is a in, joke. Yeah, Andy Dalton's the number one. Foles or Fields. I guess he's going to spin a wheel. Spin a little TJ Alvin wheel. Spin it. If you know, you know. But. I think this Bears team is wretched. I said that before the season started. I think Nagy is a walking corpse. And I said that um, Andy Dalton was there to uh, pretty much bridge the gap. So Justin Fields will be there in 2022 with a new head coach. And this is just kind of a year to uh, bridge the gap. And I totally feel that way now. And I totally feel that 
Matt Nagy won't make it till week eight. Here's my mini Bears rant. Ready? So I think that Matt Nagy had a game plan ready to go for Andy Dalton and then just kept the game plan for Justin Fields and then two different quarterbacks, obviously. Where, where's like any Justin Fields runs? It didn't run at all. It didn't didn't move the pocket at all. He's standing in the pocket, and I, I don't know. And when you don't block uh, Miles Garrett, like, what are you doing? He was unblocked, like, three of the four sack or four and a half sacks that he got. Like, I, I don't get if you're Matt Nagy. I, I think that's all on Matt Nagy. I, I think you're just going to kill Justin Fields. Like, confidence, I, I don't know. Everything. Absolutely yeah. everything. And when you draft a guy in the first round, like, I understand from a fan base perspective, Oh, you want to see the kid play, yada, yada, yada. And some people criticize for me saying, oh, you just want like you just want to see Mac Jones play because you don't like Cam Newton. Well, no, it's not that. Mac Jones and uh, Justin Fields are completely different quarterbacks. We're in completely different situations. Uh, came from different collegiate programs. Like, there's a whole different background on it. Justin Fields at Ohio State was not ready. It's just that simple. It's not an indictment on him. He, isn't, he was just not ready to play yet. And that was evident. You know, and Matt Nagy set him up to not succeed. Set him up to fail. Exactly. And uh, another topic of conversation I want to get into quickly here, Peter. I know we talked a little bit about the Ravens. Um, you bet on them last week, correct? Yeah, minus nine. I thought they were yeah. going to destroy the Lions. So they didn't. And the Lions, who have played some teams tough this year, they played in real tough. And Justin Tucker hit a game-winning 66-yard field goal. What do you think of Tucker? Oh, Tucker is the best kicker behind Adam Vinatieri just for his heroics that we've ever seen. And I think he's going to be the best kicker of all time, but Tucker's I, on another planet. Yeah. I don't think that it should have counted. I think the delay of game before that, I think should have happened because I think Lamar Jackson snapped the ball with like minus two seconds, but I'm sorry. No, I think Dan Campbell is a good coach. I think the guys are rallying against him, even though I, that roster is a really bad, but I think that they're going to be in games all year. Tell you what, I don't know if he's a good coach or not, but his teams play hard. They compete. And when you're in a rebuilding team like the Detroit Lions, where you see what Jared Goff has to throw to, you see what the defense is working with in terms of personnel, they're playing hard. They, of the three games they, were, they played in this year, they've been in every single one of them. Granted, they haven't won any of them, but week one, they made a late comeback against the San Francisco 49ers. They didn't roll over and get blown up by 30. At the end of the first half against the Packers, they were actually winning. They obviously didn't hold on. Week three, they were in it until legitimately the last second against the Ravens, and it took a phantom non-delay of game call in a, the longest kick in NFL history to beat them. So hats off to Dan Campbell. I know he got a lot of crap from me and everybody else, but he has his team playing hard. And in the NFL, when you're a rebuilding franchise, that's what you want to see. Yeah, that's all you can ask for. And then they're going to get a good draft pick this year, and that's all you can do in a rebuild. Exactly. Yep, 100%. Now, a team going in the opposite direction is the Pittsburgh Steelers and Ben Roethlisberger. Now, Roethlisberger has regressed. Now, I talked about at the end of last year and in the playoffs that his NFL career should have ended last year in the playoffs, that him coming back ultimately will hurt the Steelers in the immediate future. And we saw that. That is evident. This Steelers team is not good. And Ben Roethlisberger doesn't move the needle for them. If anything, he is holding them back. And the Steelers team is in for a long season. Oh, for sure. He's looking like Peyton Manning and Drew Brees at the end of the year. He can't throw oh, I think more it's than worse. 15 I think yards. It's worse. And I, I know the team's not helping him out because Deontay Johnson's hurt, Juju yep. Smith-Schuster's hurt, but I, I don't. and then TJ Watts hurt, and that defense is reeling a little bit. But, yeah, I, I don't know. And they don't even have a backup quarterback like behind them. Yeah, it's Mason Rudolph and Dwayne Haskins. So yeah. it's not like the Steelers drafted a guy in the first round, like a Mac Jones or whoever else, to say, like, oh, at least we have, we're building towards something. They're yeah, building towards die with Ben, and I think yeah, they're building towards it. a reclamation project in Dwayne Has Dwayne Haskins and Mason Rudolph, who got his opportunity a couple of years ago and didn't really take advantage of it. So I, I think, think the Steelers be are fourth, in to be honest with you. Bengals are looking pretty good. And yep, and Mike Browns Tomlin and, and the Ravens are Ravens. I thought Mike Tomlin was going to leave the Steelers until he signed in that extension. So I think he's there for the long haul, but. It's unfortunate for him because I think he shouldn't have signed that extension. I think he should have left for greener pastures. He had to know this was coming though. I right thought when you let Ben back, you, you should have known. Exactly. I don't like, I don't know why you put yourself in that situation. Now the Steelers, they're not going to win three games. They're going to go like six and 11. They're going to get like the 14th pick of the draft. 
and they have to hope a quarterback is there. Well, you hear the rumblings. I think Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Rodgers. I think the Aaron Rodgers is going to go there. That would be interesting. Now, if they can pull an Aaron Rodgers, or they trade for Deshaun Watson, or no, Watson going to yeah. the Dolphins. I don't know if Kobe's not the answer, and two is not coming through that door. So two, maybe two will be the quarterback in Pittsburgh next year. You want to be five and uh, twelve? There you go. No, but no, I think that Aaron Rodgers is going to go there. I really do. And a couple other uh, final topics of the NFL are the Eagles. I know we just talked about them a little bit. Nick Sirianni, I thought after his week one win against the Atlanta Falcons, I don't want to say I bought in, but I bought into that offensive line and defensive line. And I was like, all right, maybe Sirianni is better than I gave him credit for, but no, he sucks. He's awful. Like, he, like Get that highlighter out of your hat. You're not that good. In, in his visor? Yeah. yeah. On top of that, the stupid beat Dallas t-shirts. Like, what are oh, you that's doing? Bullet, bullet, uh, bullet, yeah, bulletin yeah. board material. Like, what, what are you doing? It made no sense. They ran the ball like three times in the game. Jalen Hurts didn't, he didn't have a good game at all. Hurts has struggled the last couple weeks. I like him though. I, I, he reminds me of a young Josh Allen. You remember when he like used to drop back and just sling it? Just sling it. Yeah, I see what you're He's saying. just like running around and just making plays. He doesn't have the arm strength that Allen has. Like, no, he, arm he, he just does it with his legs instead of his, with his arm. Like, I feel like Hurts is going to get shafted though. Like, I think he's going to end up, I don't know. Oh, like, yeah. I don't think, think Sirianni's going to last. Yeah more than two years and then they're going to bring in a new head coach and Hertz is just going to be like a kind of like a Sam Darnold with the jets. Oh yeah. Often like four offensive coordinators. Exactly. Like Baker Mayfield in the beginning. Yeah, exactly. Now Mayfield is in a good situation now with Stefanski and company in Cleveland, but we'll see what happens with Hertz. And last but not least, who has a better chance of going 0-17, the Eagles or the jets? I'm sorry, the giants or the jets, the giants. I think Joe judge is going to get fired at the end of the year. They're going to win one game. If they're lucky. Still the Jets. Still the Jets. Still the Jets. Well, I, I, I mean, the Jets might go on 17, but I think Joe Judge is getting fired at the end of the year. I don't think, tell you what, from everything I've read about the Giants and people I've talked to uh, that are like big Giants fans that have followed the Giants really heavily, they are pinning the blame on Dave Gettleman, the general manager. Uh, and I think Gettleman is going to be the, the piece that falls. I think Gettleman's gone. I think Jason Garrett, the offensive coordinator, is going to likely be gone. And I think Joe Judge is actually going to exuberate some more power in the organization. Oh, so that's, I, that's, that's what I think joke. ends up happening. I think you can Judge, only make people run laps. Well, I, I, that's just how a lot of people are seeing it. And I think Gettleman is not a good general manager. So I, I understand that perspective. Uh, so I think Did that's they resigned Barkley. The I'm not, I don't know if they, or I think Daniel Jones. Year. I think Daniel Jones' experiment is over. I think Jason Garrett will be gone at the end of the year. Gettleman's gone at the end of the year, and it is the Joe Judge show, and I think they're going to make a real play at Aaron Rodgers in the offseason. That is my Giants' take. They couldn't even win on the Eli Manning day. Sorry, Peter. Eli Manning's not walking through that door. What a joke. Two middle fingers to that. Oh, he's a free agent after next year, Barkley. Saquon, yeah. We'll see how that shakes out. I think there's a new general manager there. I think it'll really be Joe Judge calling the shots. But I think there will be like a figurehead general manager. Now we'll see how things go with that. And then the Jets, Zoomer Zach, rest in peace. Yeah, the, the Jets, I think they're just an abomination. Zach Wilson has no shot to succeed. And Robert Sala, um, I, it's tough to really judge how he's doing because. No, I can't. He's an also posi- terrible. He's in a position to fail too. It's not like Sala set up for Like Sala and Wilson are set up to fail. And that's that sucks because I think Zach Wilson can play. Oh, I do too. But it's real bad. But he is not showing his ability. Well, he's not, like, again, like I said last week, you should have signed a guy like Teddy Bridgewater. You should have signed a guy like Fitzpatrick, Andy Dalton, whoever it may be. Even if you end up going with Zach Wilson, give a veteran backup or a, a guy that can bridge the gap, somebody like that. Because at this point, because you're letting this kid die back there. And there's nothing you can do. You're not going to bench him because you have nobody behind him. A, and B, oh, our boy Michael Carter got benched. What a I joke. Know. I know. Drop two passes. He's like, all right, hit the bench. It's not Carter's fault, man. He's got no offensive line with Beckton out. And... All right, Peter. Let's talk about the main event, as TJ would say. Uh, as TJ Album would say, of Cheap Talk Wrestling. Main event this week in football, like we just talked about to start the show, Tom Brady and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, still kind of weird to say, take on Bill Belichick, Mac Jones, and the New England Patriots. 
This will be the first oh, time. Oh, no, they're not facing Mac Jones. They're just facing Bill Belichick. Well, I mean, if you want to put a poster. The, like, o- the only poster. thing that it's getting promoted as is Bill Belichick. Yeah, that's true. All right. Mac Jones, else is there. Mac Jones is as, is as relevant as like Bruce Arians in this discussion, which is oh, yeah. irrelevant. Well, to be fair, I mean, Gronk's irrelevant, which is real surprising. Yeah, Gronk's too. like a, a minor like yeah. sidecar. Like, it's, it, look, it's the Tom Brady. This is the most anticipated regular season game in NFL history, arguably in sports history. Tom Brady going to New England for the first time since he left after 20 years, six Super Bowl championships, nine Super Bowl appearances. Tom Brady is back after an ugly divorce. He is back. So, it, Peter, it, this is, in my opinion, like I just talked about, most anticipated game in NFL history. In the well, if you, you're going to the game, right? I will if be. If you there, see yes. anybody boo Tom Brady before before he uh, walks out of that tunnel, I don't care. They can boo him in the game, whatever. But like, he's done more for this town than anybody combined, or Ortiz or whatever. Yep. If anybody boos him, you you better like kill him. I tell you what, Peter. I guarantee you. I don't want to guarantee you. I I'm gonna predict between fifteen and twenty five percent of people will boo Tom Brady. No, that's such a joke. You can boo Gronk. Gronk's a fucker. I, Gronk's I'm, a diva. Like I think it's gonna be higher than people really think. But I truthfully think that he didn't leave on it. his own. He didn't. He did I, it everything I get it. right way. He brought six championships. He I get it. I, look, I'm not gonna boo Tom Brady. Oh no, uh, I'm not gonna boo Tom Brady. But the people that are, are gonna say, look, Tom Brady has bashed the crap out of him the last couple of years. Didn't put uh, the greatest foot forward or effort into the 2019 season. They're pissed. He left. Pissed. He's talking crap. And I think a lot of people are bitter that he left and that he doesn't necessarily feel very warm and fuzzy going back to Gillette Sunday night. And now the crazy thing is, Peter, he only needs 68 yards to break the NFL record for passing yards. So this is the beginning of the year. He's going to break it into what? You did. Yep. To overtake Drew Brees, he only needs 68 yards. So, Peter, let's talk a little prop bets here really quickly. According to DraftKings, the over-under is five and a half passes to get over 67 and a half passing yards. Would you take the over or the under? I'm going to say the over. Just because I think they're going to try to run the ball. Because as you can see with the Patriots defense, they can't stop a lick on the, on, for a run of the ball. So you think, I, I think it's going to be over too. I, yeah. I think it's going to be over. I don't think he's going to go the first drive, three of three for 90 yards. I think he, Tom Brady is going to do what Tom Brady does. And it'll be long, methodical, like death by a hundred. Unless Brady wants to just put up 40 and then just shut up the whole crowd and be like, yeah, I'm Tom Brady. Well, the thing I, is, I, I can do whatever I want and then just put up a quick seven. Just- what's the game plan? Like uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have both talked about it. These two guys know each other better than anyone. They both know the system. They both know everything about each other. They know each other's strengths and weaknesses. Like it's, you know, like they know everything. Now, the thing about Tom Brady, the thing to get to him, in my opinion, is you stop the middle of the field and you get interior pressure on him. That's what you do. You try to take away his bread and butter. You try to take away that aspect of his game. So Tom Brady knows that Bill Belichick wants to do this. And Bill Belichick knows that Tom Brady thinks he's going to do this. Now, does the Bucks game plan instead call for, screw it, we're going to go deep, over the top a ton like like do they try to like kind of play reverse psychology on each other like is there that kind of thing on it no i mean maybe i mean maybe i i don't know i think you're looking into like way too much for that i know they know how they they think but I, i don't think they're gonna shy away of who they actually are you know so you don't think they're gonna change their identity for this? Not, not really. I don't think so. Okay. I think Brady's just gonna be like "f you," and then Belichick's gonna be like, "All right, I'll, I'll try," but I don't know. All yeah. Right, so o- over five and a half. Okay. And uh, these are some other prop bets on DraftKings. Just talked about like Brady and Gronk's history at Gillette. So Gronk, oh, uh, for Gronk receiving yards, his career high at Gillette Stadium is oh, is one hundred sixty two. Do you think he goes over that? No, no shot. He's yeah, hurt. No, His ribs are a little banged up. Yeah, yeah no shot. If he plays, he's going to be a, a minimal uh, factor. He didn't practice on Wednesday. It's too. He will determined. get a. He, he will get a touchdown. He's, he will. He will uh, get a touchdown. I, I don't even know if he's going to. Re- I think he just might be kind of. Uh, 
what's the best way to describe this? A um, oh, it's just a decoy. A decoy, yeah, decoy is perfect. I don't word. know. I I mean, I think Brady wants to like. I'll say this: Peter you don't want if, to see Gronk in the end zone, and then it's Gronk like it, and then all the fans are like, if they were playing, uh, if they were playing the freaking New Orleans Saints Sunday, I don't think Gronk would play. That's just my takeaway. Uh, maybe I don't not. think he's healthy. I really don't. All right. Tom Brady's career high in pass cards at Gillette is 443. Does he go over that? No, I don't think so. Cause I think they're going to be able to run the ball. Yeah. I don't think he goes over that. Uh, that's a lot. So no. All right. And this one, um, we're not going to do this. He's not getting over seven touchdown passes. He's ah, you never know. He's not, there's no shot. I won't. I, if he scores, if he throws seven touchdown passes, I'll run not, out of the field. Yeah. I'll run out of the field. Like, it ain't happening. Like no shot. Uh, this one, though, this one, we'll see. Which Tampa Bay player will catch the record-breaking pass from Tom Brady? Who Antonio Brown, plus 500. It's not close. You got AB at plus 500. That's too many one. plays. Assume many plays. I'm going to go with Dark Horse, Peter. Assuming he plays. Assuming he plays. Gio Bernard, plus 700. It's a good one, too. Gio so, Bernard yeah. and Tom Brady, they've had developed some chemistry over the last couple weeks. I know Bernard got banged up at the end of the Rams game. But I think he is a perfect person to get that Rams, I'm sorry, to get that Bucks run game and uh, as a pass catching back because Fournette and Ronald Jones, wow, they've struggled. Oh, it's true. No, I, I just think it's Antonio Brown. Listen, Boston hates Antonio Brown. That'd just be an F you. It would be like, yeah, you so kicked Pe- my guy out of town. But Peter, I need a prediction for the game. Go. Give me a score. Okay. Let's see. Patriots. Oh God! No, Patriots on the spot. I I don't know. I I think the Bucks are gonna squeak it out at the end. It's Rosie gonna be closer score. than people think. I go 27-24 tip. I think that's too little point. I I I'm gonna go thirty five, thirty. Ooh, high score in a fair. We'll see. Yeah. I I just don't think it's gonna be a blow. I know like. The odds are currently. It won't like be. Seven. I don't think it's going to be. Well, I don't, I don't think, think Belichick's, Belichick's going to let that pass. happen. Yeah. And yeah, no shot. In my opinion. All right, Peter, should we get into week four picks? Let's do it. All right. LFG. Let's get it on. All right. My first one of the week. I'm going to go over 48 points. Washington football team and Atlanta Falcons. Both defenses are really suspect. In my opinion. Uh, we talked about it earlier. That Washington defense is really bad. And I think Matt Ryan can put up some points. And I think Taylor Heineke, he can also put up some points. I see this going into both teams, probably going into the early to mid thirties. So I think this is going to be an easy over. And this is actually my premium pick of the week. I feel really good about this pick, Peter. Over 48, both defense is bad. Both offenses can get hot. A lot of skill position players, of course, for Washington, uh, Terry McLaurin, uh, tight end Logan Thomas, and then the Atlanta side, Kyle Pitts, Calvin Ridley. Uh, Matt Ryan can sling it. I'll take the over. If you're Washington, right, do you have to win this game? And if you don't win this game, do you bench Taylor Heineke? No, you don't bench Taylor Heineke. No, because I don't. I, I think last week, granted, he didn't play his best game. That defense, like, this really. I, I, if they have Fitzpatrick, I think the result's the same. Okay. But that, that's, that's my takeaway. I think Heineke can play a little bit. Uh, not saying he's this world beater or anything, but I think he is a viable starting quarterback in this league when in the right situation. So I have the Thursday night affair Bengals minus seven and a half versus the Jags. I think the Jags are, that's a dark horse to go on 17 too. I think Trevor Lawrence is getting killed. I think he's going to become a bust until uh, Urban Meyer gets out of there. Uh, I think that Joe Mixon is going to uh, run all over him, And then Tyra boy, T Higgins might not play, but I, I like him to win by a lot. I, I think seven and a half is too short. My next one is going Detroit Lions. Shout out Noah Burns, rough in the basket. Plus three over the Chicago Bears. We talked about how bad the Bears played last week against the Browns, and I don't see a lot changing. I tell you what, these are two bad rosters, two bad teams. One plays hard, the other doesn't. Hmm, which one am I going to go with? Who do you want, as your bet, who do you want the Bears to start? For your bet. Really, I think ultimately... Take Andy Dalton I think he's going to be injured. So, And then they go Foles. I don't think Fields does. Uh, I, I think then it'll be Foles. I don't think Fields is getting back out there. I, I think that was an embarrassment last week. And I think if a similar result happens, Nagy will get fired. Like, like he'll get fired a week from today. If they get sacked nine times and stuff like that again, that won't 
there's no way he's going to open him up, open himself up for that kind of potential opportunity. But I like the Lions here. Jared Goff has played well. I know a lot of people crapped on Goff when he left the Rams. Uh, I wasn't his biggest fan when he was with the Rams. I attested a lot of his success to Sean McVay in the scheme, but he played well. And I think he's going to play hard and the Lions are going to win this game plus three. I think the Lions ended up winning this game. I like the Lions plus three. I like them winning outright. I feel good about this one. So I have the Bills minus 16. That's my premium pick of the week. I know it's a ton of points. Assuming that uh, Tyrod Taylor doesn't play, Davis Mills, that's all I needed to see. You can't throw the the ball at all. Uh, I I think, and uh, you saw him versus the Panthers defense. You think the Panthers defense is better than the Bills defense? No shot. I think Tredavious White's going to take out Brandon Cooks. And then what do you do if, if you're the Texans? So that, that's a high 60. number. Yeah, I know, but I, I don't know. I, I think, do you know how many snaps the Bills have had in the red zone for three weeks? Not that many, right? No, it's, it's insane. Or is it an insane amount? It's an insane amount. How many? Yeah, just guess. 20. No, way higher. Like 50? Yeah, 50. Jesus. It's, that it's, is, that's, that's a it's lot. insane. So I wasn't sure if you were, I wasn't sure if you were, um, highlighting the point of their big play touchdowns, those Josh Allen rainbow 60-yard touchdowns. No, he hasn't had a lot of those. No, not this year anyway, but that's just kind of what he was known for. My th- my next one, I'm going to go with the Dallas Cowboys, minus four and a half over the Carolina Panthers. Now, I've been the biggest cheerleader for Matt Rule, Sam Darnold, and Joe Brady this year. I wrote at least one article about it. I talked about how they'd be the biggest surprise in the NFL. I talked about how Sam Darnold would rejuvenate his career. And to this point, he has. The Panthers are 3-0 and coming into this game, but I think they're going into a, a Dallas Cowboys team that are really playing well on defense. Um, Dan Quinn has that defense going in the right direction now. The Panthers are banged up. Their offensive line is banged up. Christian McCaffrey is out. Uh, cornerback J.C. Horn is out. So I think this is a tough game for the Panthers to win. I, I don't think Darnold is going to get much help. And for that, I think this Cowboys offense is really playing extremely well. I like the Cowboys pretty convincingly to win this game. The Panthers have their first defeat of the season. This does not change my opinion on the Panthers. I still have them winning nine games, making a wild card. But just going to throw that out there. They finally lose their first game. I'm picking against them. Totally agree. Joe Joe Brady is going to become a head coach. Absolutely. So I have the Titans minus eight. So, obviously, the Jets scored zero points versus the Broncos. I don't think they can do a lot versus the Titans. I don't. I think they're going to score some points, the Jets. But I think Derrick Henry is just going to have a field day. Even even if A.J. Brown and Julio Jones isn't there, I think they can win convincingly. Keep on rolling. All right, my fourth pick, I'm going to go Ravens plus one over the Denver Broncos. Same kind of thing. The Broncos are undefeated. But to this point, they haven't played a team like the Baltimore Ravens. They have had a pretty soft opening schedule. I know last week the Broncos defeated the Jets. Uh, soft to say the least. I think the Ravens are coming in there hot. Uh, I know last week they didn't play that great, but Lamar Jackson wasn't at 100%. Uh, he was limited in practice all week last week. Uh, this week, I think he'll be healthier. And I like them to pull off uh, the upset, quote-unquote, as it's currently less than a plus one. Uh, I like the Ravens in this game. I think the Broncos endure the first loss. The Broncos are not as good as their record shows. Uh, Ravens plus one. I totally agree. Ravens plus one as well. I think the Broncos are going to go down to earth. And it's it's insane that the Ravens are plus one. I know they're in mile high, but still. Yeah. Denver's a tough place to play, don't get me wrong. But they're due for a, a bad performance here. And Bridgewater is due for a costly turnover. And Do you know that he hasn't thrown an incomplete pass while being blitzed? He's tell you what, Bridgewater. He's so safe. It's he's a, that's what I that's why I said he should have started over Drew Locke. It was the right decision because he's safe. You know what he's going to get. He's conservative with the ball, takes care of it. The Broncos are a, a team that wins on defense and time in terms of possession, and that's how they've won games. With all that being said, though, if the Broncos do win and the Chiefs lose, oh. sound the alarms again. It's yeah, sound sound the alarms again, and maybe the Broncos are for real. If the Broncos win this game. Now you got to take them seriously a little bit. I'll take them serious because the Chiefs lost to them. So, and my fi- oh, you want to give your final pick? Oh, what my was- final final pick is Pats plus seven because you have to. I think it's going to be closer than people think. Uh, do not bet money line though. Do not bet money line. <laughs> I think it's going to be close. No, what is I, it? Plus three fifty? No, it's like plus like two sixty. I, okay. I just can't see Belichick getting blown out by Brady, even though that Brady wants to do it. 
I think it's going to be closer than people think. I agree with you. I'm not going to go with this pick, but I agree with you in terms of it being a close game. I'm going to take the under, um, under 52, Seattle, Seahawks, San Fran, 49ers. Uh, so the total is set at 52 points. Uh, they've had under that total for the last five games they've played against each other. Most of the time, these two teams play against each other. The games kind of go between the mid-20s. And I see a scenario very similar to that. And I just think when these two teams both play each other, they end up coming down to uh, the last possession. Defense has to make a stop. And I think both defenses show up. Both defenses aren't as good as they used to be way back when. But I think they'll be good enough in the under hits here. Under Hopefully Wilson scores boys in the second half. It's actually pissing me off. I think he will. I think uh, I wouldn't be surprised if Seattle won this game. Yeah, really it's a must win for Seattle, I think. Yeah, I mean, if they, they don't want to be down one and three. Like, I don't consider it. A, let's tell you what. They don't want to be division, one and three, and then the Rams are four and oh. And yeah, then the, in terms of the division, if they end up losing, the one and three is like, yeah, that's tough because San Fran is three and one. The Rams will be four and oh, potentially. And uh, the, the Cardinals, Cardinals could, will, be four could be four and oh, or three and one. Now, again, this is a long NFL season, 17 games. A lot can happen. But uh, those are our uh, picks. And Peter, before we stop the show, can we uh, give a little update on the. MLB wildcard situation? Well, our survivor pick is the Bills. Oh, good, good call. But yeah, my survivor pick is also the Bills. So Easiest we'll pick you'll ever pick in your life. Shocker when the Bills lose. That'll be real unfortunate. Yep, that's fine. All right, Peter. So a little wildcard combo for a couple minutes here. The Yankees. Wait, can we not As do of that? Wednesday at 5.30 p.m. Hold a two-game lead over the Boston Red, Sox- Red Sox for the first wildcard spot. Uh, the Red Sox currently hold the second wildcard spot. Seattle Mariners, half game out. Toronto Blue Jays, one game out. Oakland A's, uh, three and a half games out, barely clinging. NL side of things, um, it's already clinched, obviously, with the Dodgers and the Cardinals. So with the American League, now the next show we have, the wild card teams will be set. Who makes the wild card? I mean, I've been banging the drum for a while. Yankees, Red Sox, even though Where? the Red Sox. Where? Where's the game? Yeah, uh, Yankee Stadium. I agree. I, I think the Red Sox are blowing, blowing it. They've. Should have won on Wednesday. I mean, they should have won on Tuesday. They scored three hits on the Orioles. It's absolutely insane. Devers is turning into like 2017. Shelled Devers, and he can't even, Shelled yeah, himself. he can't do anything. I, I, I know, I don't know that the, whole yeah. team is a mess. The middle, it's like the middle of the order, too. You know what I mean? Like, oh, JD can't hit Bogart's the heart of the hit. order, like JD Devers, like the guys that you really need in games like this when you're pitching. Uh, it is serviceable when you're pitching. Oh, that bullpen's a, a mess too. That bullpen. Oh, no, no, I'm not. I'm not saying the bullpen isn't a mess, but Wednesday was a winnable game. Yep. It, it simply was. So, I think the Red Sox win. I'm I don't sorry. know. Whoever, I the Red Sox who, get the second wild card spot, and I think they ultimately probably lose to the game. They're gonna get demolished by the Yankees if they make the wild. Oh, regardless who who makes a wild card, they're gonna get demolished. You call the Yankees dead, huh? Yeah. I, I didn't call him dead. I, I thought that Anthony Rizzo acquisition, granted, he hasn't been spectacular. But the Yankees pitching, well, they're they're deep. I'm praying the Yankees somehow lose it because they can't, because I don't know, because they're going to demolish the Red Sox in wild card game. Yeah. Well, next week, Peter, we will recap Brady versus Belichick. We'll get into some MLB playoff conversation, break down week five NFL games and Peter, a couple weeks, we're going to start talking some NBA action because training camp started this week. Hell yeah. Give my boy LaMelo Ball number one NBA. What a joke. All right. Well, thank you all for listening. We're going 5-0 and each. 5-0 and each. We will combine for a 10-0 record. You heard it first. Promise. Maybe I'll go 4-1 because I'm not confident in the Pats. But ah, stay hot. Tua sucks. <laughs>